Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello everyone and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome to the show. We've got two guests today, Josh. I cannot believe that you pulled through. It's kind of unbelievable. You're normally the guest guy. Now you got two, which is unheard of on the show. So welcome to the show, Craig Moore and Ben Saxon. Welcome to the show, my boys. This should be an interesting discussion. We don't know what we're going to talk about though. So, I mean, maybe that makes for the best show. So Josh, I'm not even going to throw it to you because I don't really care what you have to say today. I don't know. I'm a bit feisty today. I'm going to get right into it. So for our listeners out there, I've moved to Vancouver and Craig, yes, I Let's mean, go. some people are hype. Some people are, nobody's really that pissed actually, but I need a little onboarding here. Ben, you've been in the scene. I think you trained here a while. Sometimes you played in a few of the tournaments here. I need an onboard. I need you to tell me what makes this spot so great and what I really need to do to get, inject myself in the scene and leave Ontario in the dust spot. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I moved to Vancouver for like a good seven years or so, and I'm back in Calgary now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I went there for the the weather mostly, and then I met the met the volleyball scene and and uh, got kind of adopted into it, I guess, or uh, just welcomed with open arms. And, so they didn't uh, chirp you yeah. for not skyballing immediately. Oh, I did skyball immediately. Oh, like, so you, maybe that's the secret, Josh. Did you get it in? You got to, you got to, if you're down there, like they're, they're asking for it right away. You got to do it. But did you miss or did you get it in? Like, do you need to get it in or just the effort is enough? Effort is enough. I think my, uh, it's gotta be high. None of these soft sky balls where it's just going over. Okay. I'm, see, I'm making mental notes here. I think the phrase is punch a cloud, Garrett. You got to punch a cloud with it. Hmm. So it doesn't matter where it goes as long as it's high i'm gonna put it five courts over and just yell and scream and it'll that's enough some You're of the in. most legendary sky balls at kitts beach of all time are not in the court <laughs> brian brian miller brian miller who's played avps was up here at a cliver he was playing uh uh, uh harvalius and robson in like a semi i think and they're up 14 9 in the third and we're all cheering sky ball he like jacks a sky ball up like basically lands in the ocean and then Harv and Robson come back on six straight points and win 16-14. No. And then Miller hit the second best sky ball of the day, which was one he booted like across the child's playground and basically onto the street after the game ended. And then immediately in their cars and to Seattle, gone. But the sky ball would have been worthy to earn him entrance into the community. A hundred percent. He's welcome back anytime. Great dude. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. See, no, I need to hear this. I mean, it sounds like it's kind of up my alley though, Josh. I never skyballed when I was taking it seriously, but now like, I mean, I might skyball every time. Why not? Well, it sounds like it gets me mega brownie points. Ben, are you skyball? Like third set, you're coming down. Kids beach, you're hitting a skyball. Well, on game point, especially it's, you got to do it on game point match point okay so is that it like is those all the prerequisites you hit a sky ball on game point you're in i mean we're yeah. not in we're not we're not crazy people if it's like 14 13 you don't have to hit a sky ball you'll get but booed if, come on come on you, yeah, it's, <laughs> like a loving, it. it's like a loving booed we all understand we you might get booed but it's like a loving boo but if it's 14 9 like you gotta have enough confidence in yourself that you can side out one of the next four balls whether you miss your sky ball or not except those guys didn't those guys did not. They lost <laughs> confidence and they collapsed, collapsed. And then later that summer, I think they, I think they literally made two AVP main draws later that summer. Okay. So see, this is intriguing, Josh. See, now I was in Ontario. I'm now in Vancouver. So I don't know if that gives me the right to like chirp Ontario or what my, I'm, I'm in between right now, I think. But what are you looking at me like that for? 
I think for them, Garrett, you're always going to be from Ontario, so you can't just throw us aside totally. That's you're never what I'm be saying. I have to be guy. careful. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily right. Like I'll always be the guy from Ontario, but I'm eager to bury Ontario, Josh. <laughs> and I'm eager to hear you bury them. Oh yeah, like so okay, you're in. If you if you if you come here and you're like. I hate it here. I can't believe I had to leave Ontario. This is the worst. Then we're like, I don't know if this is good. But if you come here and you're like, that place kind of sucks. I was too close to Josh. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm definitely saying that. Like, that was the, I I know we were talking before the show about why I moved Vancouver. It was really because I was too close to Josh. I couldn't handle it. See that guy down at the beach? He waves. It's like, nah, okay, it's too much, man. Like, get out of here. So, what is there anything else I need to know? Like, do I just show up down at Kitts Beach? Like, you know, I just call anyone like Ben, who are you playing with when you're down? Like, it doesn't matter. Are you playing with Grant? Are you playing with like some time or does it matter? There's so many I'm layers like, to this, Garrett. You don't even know. You don't even know what you're about to learn on this episode. Well, why don't you stop interrupting him, Josh, and let him tell me? <laughs> hey, I Ben mean, even plays with schlubs. Sometimes. You play with you play with guys, <laughs> with guys who guys suck. That are not good. I, I wouldn't say guys who suck. Seymour and I, we, I mean, we didn't, it's my, not my best Cliver result, but it's uh, I played with Seymour and <laughs> you guys played together. Yeah. It just for fun. No, in no. a tournament for money. Well, yeah. how much money? Cause I mean, Ben, we got ninth, so we didn't get any money. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Also, also not my best Cliver finish either. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when I just asked you if you play with guys who are terrible and then you proceed to tell me how you played with Seymour, you didn't say he was terrible, but the juxtaposition there, that's what you meant, right? I I actually go into the Clivers and I tend to drag my teammate down most of the time because I only play once every couple years, so I lose all my Cliver points and then they have all the points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, like the first time entry, like you're in the qualifier, like, hey, you got to earn your way in, even if you're the big shooter, Ben Saxton. Yeah, so then we start with the low seed all the time and then and then come through and I've, I've won a couple like that. There's no also- promoter wildcard for legendary <laughs> figure, Ben Saxton. Not legendary enough, Garrett, I guess. Well, like who gets the wildcard if not Ben Saxton? No one. Nobody. Open. Totally if John open. Cliver himself open. entered the tournament and was like, I'm, I'm playing, he wouldn't even get a wildcard. Is, is that Jim's brother, John? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, no, it's it's totally open. There's no qualifiers. You play everyone plays on in the same draw in the same day. The whole the whole tournament always happens. See, maybe the OBA can if, take some if notes. If you here. do if you if you have no points and are a current FIVB or AVP player, which does happen, we do rank you usually below all the guys that have won money. So you end up like being the one seed in a low pool. Like, you know, being like the 12 seed or something. Right. Okay. And what's the level like these days? Like, I mean, I've been out of the game for a few years. Like, is it competitive? Are there guys who are half decent? Or is it like, you know, there's a few teams and the rest are kind of like young club guys or whatever. It's, it's deep now. It's, it's really good. So, um, even the, even the UBC guys that are out all the time, like they're getting better all the time every summer. Um, it's, there's a lot of good teams. I mean, there's, there's obviously your top teams like Whiskar is still doing great. Uh, Logan and Gabe had a really good summer, but they didn't win them all. Uh, really good players on the Island. Sean Casey's still awesome. I don't know. I feel like that guy's been playing forever. He's still only 30 something, but he's been playing forever. He's so good. Curtis Stockton's amazing. Uh, so there's, there's lots of good players. Um, there's probably, we should get, uh, you should get John McAdam all the time. He actually handicapped every, uh, every Cliver this year and you could bet with him. He was the bookie. You could gamble on every tournament and there was odds on who was going to win, who was going to make semis, who was going to make quarters. You it bet was, on yourself. Like that's totally so, fine. A hundred percent. You could bet on yourself. You could have Vander Kane the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely bet on a few, few tournaments this year since I couldn't participate. You did. Did you win money on the bets? Did you win more money on your bet than the guys who played in the tournament? I did not. I, I always went for the long shot, and and Logan and Gabe were too consistent this year, so they were never the never the long shot. So that's like the team to beat is a guy we had on this talk show, and we just chirp we just chirped each other back and forth. He's the guy to beat. I'd say so. So he he won the first. We had five Clivers this year. He won the first three. Uh, and then didn't win the fourth one and then didn't play in the fifth one. 
but he won the first three. So he was kind of the he was the hot hand for a little while there. Okay, so if Maverick Hatch and Garrett May end up on a cliver down at the beach, two old farts, banged yeah. and bruised, what do you think yeah. our chances are? You guys are getting ninth. Ninth, you think? Like we're yeah. losing first round. A hundred percent. Near a second round, because it's uh because it's uh 30, 32 teams are going up now these days so you got to win the round of 17 round of 32 first so you don't and even give us two wins and pool play garrett it's a lot of and matches play, buddy well, i'm not worried about that what are you talking about you know me josh i'd play back-to-back days and then go to practice on monday what are you talking well maverick you got to worry about maverick i mean it's true that's I, I mean, was hinting yeah. at that i didn't want to uh, say it but no i mean i mean it depends who your crossover is but like i think i think fifth or ninth is is safe I don't think you're making a semi unless Mav wants to train that. Like that's kind of insulting, man. Like that's, yeah. that's a well, shot. It's good, man. Fifth or ninth, like Gabe and Logan used to be. So I must've fallen really far. If I'm only getting fifth in a tournament that they're winning. Well, it's not only that you're in a tournament, they're winning. It's also, you've already, you know, to get fifth, you got to play. You, to, to get better than fifth, you got to win three matches in a row back to back to back. Right. After pool play. And? So, I don't know. I always say, hey, Garrett, you can prove me wrong. Nobody wins their first cliver. Nobody. Well, I think I played in one. So, I've already broken oh. the ice. Ooh, okay. So, maybe it's a chance. So I've already for you broken then. the ice. And I, I'm sure Maverick's played in some. I do. Maverick has. I do always um, remember that I'm not in cliver shape. Like I always end up saying I'm not in cliver shape. I even if I'm fresh off the season, like I'll go and play in a cliver and and uh, yeah, I've I've won a couple, but they're uh, they're definitely a different style of of tournament. Def- definitely different than the World Tour. You play like seven games in a day instead of two or three. And so, yeah, I'm definitely not in uh, not in cliver shape most of the time. Well, let me be clear. If you're not in cliver shape and you're our, you are national team player currently, I'm in no shape. Like, I'm not in shape to play <laughs> one game, let alone play seven. So, I mean, I said it was insulting, but I doubt I would even make 17 yeah. right now. This like, I'm terrible. So that's some perspective. <laughs> What's that? is where his prediction came from i'm assuming yeah he gave you a bit generous greg with your prediction if i entered (laughs) now i don't know that i'd win a single point let alone a match i need i need a year you'd you'd be fine in pool play you you know you'd beat up a couple teams then you'd have a tough game and then you'd have like depending on what happened in your crossover because maybe somebody took a nap in pool play and then you got a crossover against a really good team so how do you fit so many games in one day like it seems like it'd be getting dark by the time you're finishing Sometimes. Uh, well, yeah, we finish it. We, we're normally done by about eight. So you start, start at eight like in the morning, what, done by 7 a.m.? Eight. Eight, uh, players meeting, uh, registration cutoffs at eight, players meeting 8.30, 8.15. So we start by 8.30, 8.45. So Josh, explain this to me then. They play a full seven or eight match day starting at the same time the OVA starts and they can't even fit five matches in to the same time slot and they're playing three more games. Explain that to me. Come on. First of all, you're way, you're way wrong. You're way wrong. We never left an OVA beach tournament in the dark, Garrett. Like, let's just clarify that right now. And second of all, yes, I have. What are you talking about? Maybe with teardown included, not as like the kids are leaving. They're not playing. Yes, I've been the last match playing on those days numerous times as the sun is setting in the finals of those fifteen U sixteen U tournaments. Man, back in the day. Come on. I think that's when we, we figured out pools of four are death. And we used to do 16 team draws where if you can get a pool of three, that thing hums. But I think at a Cliver, it is pools of four or five sometimes. But but Garrett, I'm trying to think, who did you play with when you said you played with, him? with, with Nick Del Bianco, maybe? Or who would you have played a Cliver with? I don't know. I don't even see. That's the thing is back then I didn't even know what these tournaments were. So I think we went out for two weeks hey. and played two tournaments out there with uh, Will Sed. No, not Will Sedgwick with uh, with Dan one time. We were out there. So I don't know. If, you know, so I'm not sure. I could be popping off completely. Was there I all player refs? Like, did you did you help with setup in the morning? Like, it's a magical thing. It's very inclusive, but you got to show up early. You got to set up. You got to pay your money. Oh, like, you got to set up the like, net. If you're a good guy, yeah. Well, maybe that's so why you, nobody's like. There was me no staff. There. Like, it's all player run. Okay. Well, that's why. So, Garrett May 
You have never played a Cliver. Yeah, okay. And they have a so, great website, so he's looking this up. You can tell us who the all-time prize money leader is, can't you, Seymour? Yeah, give me one second. Well, I can tell you everybody that's ever played. See, that's the tough part about like a league like that is where you get guys, if they're really good, aren't they trying to go play internationally and then they're not playing in as many tournaments, right? True story. Johnny Whiskar, $12,537. I've paid a lot of that guy's rent. Yeah. How many FIVBs has that guy played in? Zero. Zero? Yeah, like, gosh, what a missed opportunity, Josh. It sounds like that should be a great recruiting tool for you. I'm just planting the seeds here. You got some young UBC guys you say are getting I, better. Josh, you're looking for yeah. guys, man. This is the connection right here. We're making I connections. I completely agree. Uh, when when I got to coach Logan at Canada Games because he's from, you know, Penticton, Ontario. keep Logan Ontario. out of this, okay? <laughs> but Logan, anyways, we, Logan's we went getting to lucky. Gabe, I don't even know what those guys are doing. I'm taking full shots because both of them have never beaten me, and I'm going to keep it that way by never playing again. So that's what We, we go to a Garrett, all the, the, the planes Sorry, only the planes only go east from Pearson. Actually, they don't actually come west. I don't think. Oh we, yeah, no. We volleyball Canada planes definitely don't go west. Definitely don't. They the plane tickets volleyball Canada can buy only go east. Yeah, and they go around so, the world to get to Vancouver, man. Yeah. It takes like so uh, that must be really expensive. Yeah, no, a day and a half <laughs> for sure. So Josh, yeah. when are we going to see you out here then, man? And Ben, we got to do a little uh, in person sharp cuts. What are you talking about? I've seen a Cliver. It was the first time I saw Alex Russell play. Scooped him up. He's awesome. Uh, missed the boat on Dan Caverly. I think Dan Caverly might be the best player who's never played for Canada that I, I've ever seen. He was legit. But this Cliver had Nick Del Bianco played in it. Uh, Logan and Tom were really good. Um, Yvonne Recca was out there that time of year. I think Wiscar Labordier played Gabe and Jake in the final. I'm no, trying to think. Uh, Russ, Russell and Pablo. Yes, yes. So you're right. So Garrett, and that's just one magical layer. They haven't even talked about like challenge court yet. Like there's just so many oh. layers to this kids' beach scene. Garrett, when you said who do you call up to play, you don't. You literally just go down to the beach and court run. It's the first court you see when you pass the when you pass the boathouse there. And you there's a list on the pole and you write your name on the list and then you look around and you say, Does everybody want to play with me? And then you play the next game. Yeah, see, but what if you're a prima donna like me and you're real particular about the type of player you're playing with and you just won't you'll just refuse to play with guys who aren't that good? Well, then you can you can bring a buddy down or you can pick up somebody that's good. Um, but what's going to be really funny for you, Garrett, is when you come down here and, you know, you maybe you pick up like let's say you pick up like uh, let's say you play with like a Joel Cachetto. Well, all the young guys at the beach know who Joel Cachetto is. He's a really good blocker out here. And they'll be like, who's the chump? And next thing you know, Garrett, you're getting all the serves. I'm fine with that. Like, don't know who you are. If people don't know who I am, see this, we talked about this another time. If people don't know who I am, I'm happy with that. If I can fly under the radar, I'm fine. Cause I'll just, I'll just, because I need a, like, I haven't played a volleyball match. Now that now I'm thinking about it, I haven't played a volleyball match since the national championship final in 2017 was the last time I played a beach volleyball match. That's a long time wow. ago. You got to You got to knock off the rust, buddy. Yeah. I need, I need some secret training is what I need because I'm out of it. So Ben, yeah. we're gonna have to fly you in here just to pummel me or maybe set me a few balls or something. I don't know, man. I need the assist. I don't need the training and just go out there and play. So that's what I did in 2017, but I I'm a bit older now. I don't know if, that, if that's the move anyway. So, I, I am curious, though, because Challenge Court, Logan explained it a little bit to us, and it sounds like everybody seems to really have bought in and love what's going on here. Ben, we talked the last time you were on the show about what you and your dad are trying to do and try to build that community and trying to get a few things going. I'm curious, Craig, from your perspective, what other provinces and communities can try to pull and some tips and tricks to try to get this similar sort of community feel going because I don't feel like anybody else really has captured it the same way it is here out in Vancouver. I think the, I think if you're starting to try to build a community in your town area, whatever, the first thing you have to do is go get your local college university indoor coaches on board with our director of sports science at volleyball Canada, Kerry McDonald's belief that playing beach volleyball in the summer, if you're an indoor athlete is one of the best things you can do for your development and your body, all that stuff. And then instantaneously you could have 10 to 16 to 20 very good volleyball players who maybe don't know beach, but can learn it at the beach all the time. Um, UBC's always been a huge supporter. And now they, like there's the, 
UBC coaches like Hawkins and Kruger, like are setting guys up with jobs in the summer so they can stay in Vancouver and play beach all summer. Um, they're always down there. It's, it's amazing. And then once you, once you're in the community, you just don't really go anywhere. Okay. See, that's an interesting thought and something we've never really talked about. Josh is like the university crowd. What are they doing in the summer? Like, and where the hell are they? Ben, is that something you've like looked into trying to get some of the coaches out there to be like, Hey, like, what are you guys doing? Like, can they come around? Let's play some beach in the summer, or even in the winter, like when you're in the exam time or whatever, is that something that is well-received? Like, it seems like a tough sell. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it helps to sort of have a little bit of a name for, for myself. Like I, oh. I go, and, <laughs> oh, I see. I go okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't know. Oh, sorry, Ben. Opinions a little more than <laughs> used to. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I did an NBBL season in Calgary this summer and we got quite a few university athletes that, that came out and played and it was, it was pretty good. Like it adds to the level and it helps them get better. And, and I don't know, I think everyone likes it. We'll see how they do in their university seasons this year. And maybe we'll get more in the next summer. Right. If they go and dominate, like if UBC and U of C are out there dominating, then you guys are like, yeah, absolutely. Like it's because of us. What are you talking about? Obviously because they play beach. Yeah. Like it's it's because it's because of what we did. Like 100%. It sounds to me, Josh, like there's some other communities out there just dunking on Ontario when it comes to trying to trying to get that connection, trying to get people involved. Like that is something that never happened when I played beaches. I'm never looking out there and going, oh, there's UFT, there's Ryerson, there's whatever. They're trying to get in here. They're playing. Not a single time did I ever see that. No, and I think uh, Paul Mend, friend of the show, Logan's, you know, biological father, he explained it to None me really well. None of the men's well. on this show. Like, what is this? Like, gosh, too much of these guys. This is men cuts. Yeah. But, like, but he explained to me, Garrett, like, we think we have this great thing in Ontario because we have lots of towns that have beach courts and we have Ashford's Bay that has hundreds of courts and we think it's this great thing. But he says, what you don't understand is in Toronto, people show up to the beach and they train or they play, but then they go home. But in other communities around the country, they'll show up and they'll spend the day there. And it's this social thing. And you want to stick around. You want to hang out. You want to be around each other and i think it, that's maybe the thing that toronto and maybe all of ontario is missing the most is it's not like a cultural thing where i, I only spent like a weekend in vancouver and it was still awesome and i'm still talking about it and that was canada games was 2017 seymour and i'm still talking about it but i think that's the vibe around kids is like garrett after our session like after we're done training we would hang around and, and hang out with these guys or maybe help seymour at side out practice or maybe do other stuff like you spend the day at the beach it's not just like oh it's eight to ten we practice and then you're home the rest of the day it's it's a whole community feel to it I thought you were going to like, you know, say something in defense of Ontario, but it sounds like you're in complete <laughs> agreement and this is soft guts again. And we're all just hyping up Vancouver. And I'm, that sounds like I made a great move. You guys. Sounds like Josh is right behind you. He's, he's on the next yeah, like, you come in, Josh. Like, I'm, Hey, I, I mean, I can help you find a, I can't help you find a place. Sorry. I don't know. Where <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know how you found a place. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, I like, I don't, I look out the window. I don't even know what street this is. I don't know where I am. Like anyway, so it kind of brings me to a topic and it, I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit because I thought maybe it would get heated. We talk a lot about volleyball as it happens in each province. And we've got some wide provincial representation here. Not the whole thing, but, you know, some representation here. So I'm curious your guys' thoughts on which province is the best volleyball province and why. And that goes for indoor and beach. Now, I've got some thoughts for sure. But I want to see what you guys think. Are you going to defend your own provinces or is somebody going to sell out? <laughs> There's no way I'm selling out. Just so you guys know, there is no way <laughs> I'm selling out. <clears throat> I mean, we're not that big, right? We're tiny. We're like a little peon compared to, to Josh out there in Ontario. We're just out here grinding, uh, trying to make a name for ourselves, a little scrappy, cousin out here on the west coast uh so you know we got to do what we got to do with what we have and maybe we don't have we don't you know outside of courtney comox martin reader hometown and maverick hatch hometown for the record tiny community middle of the island uh producing amazing players like you know we get our fair share but we're we put stuff together and i think that it's a it's pretty obvious when you look at how many people we have that just turn up in vancouver that played indoor or beach in Ontario and Calgary and Alberta in Quebec 
and wherever and they just turn up at kits for the summer or they turn up at kits and end up moving here. I think that's pretty much sells it right there. Yeah, I think BC definitely has the beach community kind of carrying the torch, carrying the flag at the opening ceremonies for the inter-volleyball provincial games. I've just recently dubbed it. So, um, But I think the indoor is a part of it as well. Like how much does a wide variety spread? Like are we discounting some provinces who really have no strong beach presence? Like are we talking, you know, for example, am I going to bury somebody here? Absolutely. I'll bury Manitoba um, who doesn't have a super strong beach presence on the – national stage does that mean they're therefore out of the conversation well, what about well i think if anybody's out of the total conversation it's it's if it's indoor too it's anybody that's not canada west like i mean what do you what is what does oua have like one national championship every decade like yeah. men's and women's volleyball like it's okay so results count into it oh 100 okay so best in terms of skill now we're talking okay so who produces the best players interesting i didn't think you'd take it there because i just assumed that just if well, by pure volume ontario had the edge so i thought the argument would go somewhere different i think also if you look at uh i mean alberta maybe their beach scene isn't isn't as strong as the indoor scene but you look at the comp what the indoor national team is comprised of i think there's like five or six alberta guys on the national team yep. the indoor men's team um, like it's, I don't know, there's, I don't know the women's team as well, so I don't actually know how many <laughs> Alberta women are on the team, but, um, I know the men's team is pretty Alberta strong and, and then, yeah, Al U of A has a big history of national championships. I believe they beat you in the final one year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have five silver medals in my university career. So beating me in a final indoors is not that wait, uncommon. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Rewind. You have five silvers? Yeah. OUA, not CIS. I have four OUA silvers and one CIS silver. They, they, oh, God. In OUA, they count the OUA championships where, like, Can West, no one even cares about the Can West championship. It's all about CIS. Literally doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I get that for sure. <laughs> hey, I, I, like I said, I'm a tweener. Like I'm, I've transitioned provinces. I can't fight too hard on one end or the other. I can't like sell out my Ontario friends and family, but I'm in a new place now trying to make a good impression. So I don't know if I want to go that hard. That's why I buried Manitoba. My, my partner Maria is from there. So I just happily bury Manitoba any day of the week. We need to have uh, the um, Pishki. Pishki's on here to, to back that up. I know we should get... <laughs> Taylor, I mean, if it came down to a fight between me and Tom Wilson for Manitoba volleyball dominance, I'm losing that one for sure. So maybe I should shut up. Yeah, no shot. Then your opinion would change in a second. Yeah, I mean, he's I in the same room. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I should maybe watch what I say on that. Yeah, I mean, so if do you two think then that uh, I guess that BC and respectively Alberta are kind of the best volleyball provinces in Canada? Per capita. Absolutely. Okay. So he says per capita because everyone knows Ontario's one. I'm kind of leaning towards Alberta's being two here because as much as Trinity's winning national championships, they're doing it with the Elser family from Alberta. They're doing it with yep. Jackson Howe from Alberta. From Alberta. Like, the Hillary Howe on the women's side from, from Alberta. Alberta. Like I think Alberta's pumping out some players right now, Garrett. But I think Ontario, we're one. Let's move on to who's two. I think that's where we're at. Okay, with the but I just want to be clear though that the three of you guys believe that your province is the top province. I think it depending on like indoor versus beach, like both at, general at both, gold both medal. Yeah. I mean, both together in terms of probably overall level, but yeah, again, it's per capita. I'd, I'd say probably Ontario has the best overall like performance, but that's because they have the highest 13 million people. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. yeah, I think Alberta has, per capita the strongest indoor and bc might have the strongest beach again per capita okay interesting so now follow up this was a subtle maneuver by me actually just to get you guys to commit to saying that so now i can ask the question so if that's the thought what is the knock against ontario because i'm coming out to bc and everybody's telling me and this is a weird thing that I've never had to deal with in my life. Everybody's going, oh, watch out. Like, you know, don't necessarily be careful who you tell you're from Toronto. Like people don't necessarily love people from Toronto out there. So what is the knock? Like, what am I getting myself into here? 
That's the most Toronto thing I've ever heard. There isn't, there isn't a knock. It literally doesn't matter. Now that you've come here, you're welcome. You are, you are in You're you're a BCI. You've made the right choice. You've moved to the right place. And, and now you're in, now you join the other 400,000 people who have also been like, what the hell am I doing living here and gotten a plane and made the right choice. And now, now you're in, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. But, but it comes from, it comes from the fact that everything we consume in BC has a Toronto slant to it. And it like kills us. I, I grew up having to watch the lease highlights and then Blue Jays off-season talk, and then some guy in the Argos threw eight interceptions before I could see a Canucks highlight. Okay, so I'm okay to have come over and be from Toronto, but I just can't say that I'm a Leafs fan or a Jays fan or a Raptors fan. I'm not an Argos fan, let's be honest, but like yeah. those things. <laughs> you, can, you can be those fans. We get that. We'll rip you for it, but like we get it. But if you come here and you're like, I can't believe I and moved here. What a <laughs> shit. Oh, I can't wait to get back to Ontario. Then we're like, well, hey, get hey, out of here. If I did that, I'd be an asshole. I'd be a massive yeah. asshole. So I should avoid doing that. Yeah. So, Other I than think, that, so I think that's actually sums it up right there is, is, um, is the inclusiveness. So in Vancouver, like people are like, yeah, you're here. Welcome. We want you. Whereas in Ontario, it's, it's not like that. Like I've lived in all three all three provinces for uh, parts of my my career and um in toronto i never felt welcome there basically like i was there i was training but it was always like okay you're here do everything yourself uh we have we have this coaching for you but um get here and make sure you're traveling here all the time do all this all yourself and then in vancouver it's like oh how can i help you you're here we want you to be here come play with us come do all this that's that's a pretty damning piece of testimony there, Ben. Uh, I didn't even feel welcome in Toronto, um, and I was born and raised there, so I get that feeling. So maybe that's just it: is when people come to Toronto, they go, "Yeah, people just don't seem that excited that I'm here." Whereas when you go elsewhere, it's like, "Hey, how's it going? Welcome, come on in," type thing. Yeah. Basically, Josh, do you have anything to say in Ontario's defense? Because my family might be listening to this and going, Garrett, what's happened? You're a complete traitor. Please come back. No, I think I can kind of see that. And to Seymour's point, I remember what? there was you one year Toronto, <laughs> Toronto was playing in Vancouver. It was a Vancouver home game. And Garrett, what time was it on? Seven o'clock Eastern, because even Hockey Night in Canada switched it. That like, the, Imagine being season ticket holder for the Canucks and you're at a four o'clock game because the Leafs are in town. Like That would bug me so much. So uh, I do sense that uh, what they're saying it's is, is pretty spot on. Like So... I, I, I think I can only learn from a Garrett. I can't defend it. I can't say that it's not happening. I can just learn from it because I, I imagine Ben's story is, is pretty true in I'm, my own experience. I'm not from Toronto. I had to move here and it's, it's, it's the center of the universe for a reason, Garrett. People are pretty focused on what they got going on and what makes them great. And they're not always willing to go out of their way to help people. Huh? Okay. Wow. <laughs> so Josh doing a lot of work to keep this from getting really heated because I imagine if Josh comes out and goes, no, you guys are complete idiots. Toronto's the best thing on the planet. I mean, we would have a fight on our hands. I mean, somebody might be hanging up. So I'm glad that that's not happening. Holy. So Josh, are you, you're flipping sides. No, no, no. We're still great. We're still the best. I'm not saying we, we can't find better ways what? to do things, Garrett, <laughs> but we're still, we're still amazing. Okay. They're just, they're, yeah, they're just, uh, they're trying to get better. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, uh, Garrett, I do, I do have something to say. I, I'm not going to change topics completely. No, please do. I always, because I was, I was about I was to say we have no topics. Yeah. So let's keep it moving. Okay. So, so I was about to say something cause I do listen to this show. You do. And one thing, <laughs> yeah. But he didn't know you moved I'm, to Vancouver. He's not a recent listener. He's like a no, casual listener. That, Garrett. Sit missed, down. He's I not like the, the super fan. Water. We did it. Yeah, we got I, a listener. But whenever you're talking about a beach, I listen. If you're talking about some random indoor stuff, you're like, who played in Turkey last week or something? I don't know, whatever. I hang up. But, I mean, um, the show sounds fun when you say we're talking about something random like that. I have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> cool. Like, we sound cool. So you, you talk a lot about, like, you talk a lot about how, you know, people from Ontario don't feel the love. But, Garrett, you got to know that when you and Dan get the hug counter board made of you at the Van Open, that's because we love you. <laughs> And that's because if you if you come to Vancouver and you don't get made fun of, you got to think there's something wrong with you. OK, that's not what Logan men told us. No, Logan has no idea. He's 12 years old. OK, I, I mean, valid. I'll take that. 
I'm happy to so, let that ride. So perfect example. Uh, last band open we had, the two American guys, Austin and Johnson, the two Chris's, they got ripped for being American a lot. You know, they they did not embrace the crowd and the Brazilians did. And they they had some booze thrown out their way and they had. But I had talked to them all weekend. And the one guy's like, hey, we know what it takes to make a good tournament. We're happy to be the heels. So they, hey. they get it, man. They're, they're AVP guys from California. They get it. When you bring up wrestling lingo on this show, you immediately earn next level respect from one of the hosts, <laughs> at least. So I, I, we have talked about that on this show before. And thank you for bringing it up. Not that I felt like when Dan and I came, we were the bad guys and like people were booing against us. Like we didn't get booed. So I, I, it's not like no. I felt like people were like, hey, get out of here. But it was also like. You know, it, it was I wasn't used to it because people in Toronto are walking the boardwalk. Nobody knows who you are and they don't really care. So that's it's definitely a unique thing. So so what do you like that is welcoming then is the chirps. Sorry. Yeah. Like, you, sorry, is it the beats? You're playing. What, what's the term out here? Because I need to change chirp, my language. Beats, ragged, usually chirps. Usually chirp. chirps okay. is more like a little hockey. Language. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, if you're getting chirped, like you're on you're on you're playing on challenge court and the guys sitting around start chirping you. That's when you know you're in. That's when you know you're in the club. Because if we don't know you that well, and we're not sure about you, we're probably not going to say anything. See, right now I'm I'm scared. Like I'm a little bit scared to even show my face. Is what is where I'm I'm at now. It sounds like it's a lot of pressure to live up to, and I'm not ready. Yeah, and honestly, I'll tell you what, Garrett. As as far as Van Open lore, the hug counter is a top five Van Open lore. Wow. As far as like get talked about and like legendary beer garden moments it's a top fiver it's it's incredible it's it's and and part of the reason it's lore is because you and dan embraced it and i'm i will go to my grave saying you guys were throwing in extra hugs guys were missing serves wide and you guys were throwing <laughs> so well i'll end that i'll end that right now as soon as we saw the hug count we were like we got to make them get another piece of cardboard. Like there's no way we're going to go this entire game without them not getting another piece of cardboard. Like, what are we doing here? We're going to fill this thing. So I don't know if you noticed, but we'd like hug and then like talk about game plan and then hug again to try to just double it up. Absolutely. That was intentional. You embraced it. Pun intended. That's add, add another mark. to. The oh my count. gosh, Ben quit with the intelligence on this show. You know, we hate it. <laughs> Identify. We, we even, none of us even saw that. Damn it. You, you with the smarts, Ben. I mean, we did embrace it. Wow. We should just end the show right there because we're never going to get any better than we were just in that sequence right there. <laughs> and because I have no idea what else we want to talk about. What do you guys want? To talk I want to know what else comes to mind in the top five. You don't have to Would tell you me quit like, interrupting Ben, before, Josh, but- seriously. <laughs> I do. I do have something. If you if you are worried about the chirps, Garrett, you can always go in and be a chirper, and you'll fit right in as well. Like I know Dan Grunfeld has has he's more known as being the guy who chirps now than he like he he's an Ontario um, convert and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's known for his his abilities in the beer garden okay. more so than his, than his play, I think. See, I wasn't worried about being chirped. I welcome – I take that. I mean like – especially now and I don't care. I worry about sucking though because then the chirps are coming and they're true. Like it's accurate. Like, hey, you stink. And it's like, shit, yes, I actually do. No, when I don't – if I'm playing and I'm not getting chirped, I'm like, oh, I'm horrible today. <laughs> <laughs> are feeling so bad for me that they're not chirping so guys oh so guys don't actually chirp if you're doing terribly oh if you're horrible guys are like oh he doesn't need anything we just leave him alone okay. we'll just like head down walk okay away. i mean that's reassuring because uh my first few outings are certain to be well i don't know we'll see who knows is it like riding a bike the biggest compliment you can get on kids beach is uh somebody saying average if you get the average call that's like the number one compliment you can get. So if you do something awesome and someone's like average from across the beach, down the beach, like that's the ultimate kid's beach compliment. So is it discussed this kind of like subculture language thing, or is it just unwritten? Nobody even discusses it. You just know. You just kind of know it's kind of build. I don't even know where, couldn't even tell you where average started. Could have been a Sandy thing. Could have been a Phil weird thing. I don't, I don't know where average started, but, it it's just become a thing at kids beach and it's it you know you i say it and then 
you know, a little bit while later, I hear one of the new UBC guys saying it to somebody else. Like it, it just, it just starts and hangs around and same with the skyball thing. It, it just, it lingers and grows. It's awesome. Okay. So Josh, I expect you now to mid episode, start calling out average for like our hosting abilities. Like you, right. That that's how that works. I don't know if I want to copy it. I don't really know if I fully understand it yet. So I can't really like what, what, make it, it, it our own. Simple enough. You call it average. <laughs> it's a compliment because it was good, obviously good. And they say average, like it's a subtle. I mean, what do you mean you don't get it? Uh, there's a time and place, maybe. I don't think this moment exactly calls for it. I think I got to wait for the right See, moment. Well, I was about to, if you said something smart, I was going to go average, but no, you didn't. So now I got to say, ah, oh, that's garbage. So, okay, whatever. Well, glad to hear it. So what else we got, Josh? I mean, I was unprepared for this episode and I got to apologize. I mean, new job, new city. I mean, cut me some slack, listeners. And thanks, listen, Uh, by the way. I forgot to remind uh, everybody we're on YouTube, uh, Sharp Cuts Volleyball. Do you guys ever listen to the show? And if you do, is it on YouTube or is it on the podcast? Podcast. I actually watch on YouTube. Ben's the the real hero right there. (laughs) Ben likes to see the faces and the expressions. You and our 16 subscribers. We have 16 subscribers <laughs> and growing. You can't leave that and growing. out. Growing. And no, growing. Ben just watches. He doesn't subscribe. He just, he just, <laughs> he's a lurker. Damn it. Damn it, Ben. Go and subscribe. Josh, you're going to save us with a new direction to head. I, I got one more because, again, knowing our guests really well, Garrett, I think this was one that came up with Maverick Sub- on the subtle, show. And I want to get there. Subtle there by yourself, by the way. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm so smart. I'm so well prepared. But with Ben growing up in the sport and Seymour being a great uh, coach, especially in the the youth series, Maverick, it really grinds his gears when athletes don't go to the beach and just play. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, I wanted to go play yesterday, but uh, uh, there was nobody to run our session or or Mav will lend his net and be like, hey, did you go to the beach yesterday? Oh, no, I couldn't find people. It's like that's the whole beach thing is just to set up a net and just find people that way. Right. So, Ben, I'm curious. We'll start with you growing up. Were you always coached or was there a time and place just to get some buddies and go like play the whole day and you didn't need structure or a coach there to, so you could play beach volleyball well i mean calgary there's not that many beaches but the so it's it's not really you can go to the beach um like my parents had a facility with the beach volleyball courts and and so i was fortunate in that regard that i could just go to the beach and play but yeah it's it's not something that's common in in calgary um but yes i did grow up doing that because that's something my parents encouraged that he didn't want me, my dad didn't want me to be coached too much. He wants me to go and learn on my own a little bit with the, the guys my own age. It sounds so like Seymour, a bit what's of a, the blocker here? Like, what? why don't kids do this then? Like, well, what, I'm, what is the block? I'm just what about to comment value? on that, Josh, because we maybe need to be a bit sensitive because this is our Toronto centricity coming through here. And now, I mean, I mean, Ben identified it, is how many places is it even possible to just go and play? Two cities yeah, in the country? Do you have to rent a court in Calgary, Ben, or can anybody just go use the courts at, like if nobody's well, using them? Yeah, you generally you have to rent most places. So there's there's not a whole lot of places where it's there's just open beach volleyball courts. There's there's a few, um, but yeah, there's like two courts in those those places. I'm rethinking my entire argument here. Like, are are you kidding me? Availability is such a huge thing. Like, are I mean, Vancouver, you can. I, I We walk down near where we live. There's like one court, but it's often empty and people are just there playing. So like you could do that. And in Toronto, there's the hundreds there. Right. But what other cities can you in Canada? Can you do that in? Like maybe we should forgive some of these other provinces for not having strong beach communities or players, because how the hell are they supposed to do that when there's nowhere to just play? Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you don't have the like the critical mass. Right. Like even if there's like a set of posts up. Uh, you know, there's posts up in Kelowna and there's, there's posts up in Kamloops and things, but if you don't, you know, have the motivation, the, the whatever to, to grab four friends and go down, or, you know, you're a teenager and it's awkward to ask, or do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's definitely tough. And I do know from some kids point of view, I agree with Matt for the record. I'm not going to argue kids need to play way more. I know from some kids point of view, if, you know, it's hard for kids to find four people or even five people or six people that want to do the same things that they want to do. So a lot of times kids will tell me when I bring four friends down or three friends down, you know, three of us really want to play like as many games till we're exhausted and lie in the sand. And one of our friends is like, I'm too tired after one game. Right. Or like, or, or like going halfway where if there's a coach there, you know, it's less likely that's going to happen. Or there's, there's more players around, around your same thing. Um, 
but I totally agree with Matt that kids need to go play more. And the really awkward thing as a volleyball coach who's charging money for sessions is I also know that. And then you fight this internal battle in yourself being like, they need to just play. And then you're also being like, but they're paying me to coach them. So you like fight this battle of being like, and I used to tell myself all the time, like, oh my God, I'm the worst. My drills just deteriorate into games all the time. And then I'm like, actually, this isn't a bad thing at all. And so, but you, you do want to be like, play, 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 play. But then if you're getting paid as a coach, you feel like you're like, oh, I can't just let them play and stand here. But really a lot of times that's what they need. And they want things planned for them. Parents and kids want things planned for them. That's what I've learned. More kids need to just go play, but they love things planned by other people. I mean, it's a fair point in defense of teenagers. I mean, last time we talked about this, I absolutely buried the kids, I think. If I remember back, I just <laughs> ripped on the youth athletes, which in hindsight was pretty harsh. But I mean, I'll stand by it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. What are they doing? Um, but now I have some greater sympathy, Josh. What the heck is so happening we- to this show, man? Like now I'm having reflective moments like what the hell are we doing here, man? Soft. I think somebody's got to make a comment here below about like something about BC. Like Dallas is going to be talking about like, are you wearing plaid and wearing toms and tree hugging and all that other stuff? Like there's got to be a well, comment somewhere. I'm going to say, Garrett, it sounds like you're by the one court. So it sounds like you're like, maybe you can see science world out your window there. Uh, listen, can you see I, a big circle dome? Can you see the thing looks like a big golf ball out there? Like, I know where ball. that is. I know where that is. Are you close but to that? Let's not assume that my window is high enough that I have a great view. You know, like the budget is tight these days. Sharp Cuts isn't making that much money yet. So we're still waiting for the checks to come in. But yeah, I'm, I'm in that area. Because if you're in if you're in East Van, your closet does come. Like when you buy the place, there is button up plaids in the closet. Like it, it, it's mandatory that you have to leave three behind for the next person that comes in. So I should check uh, actually and just so, confirm. I'm going to go yeah. do that right so, now actually while we're on the call. If, so just If they didn't leave any uh, for you, uh, you need to call your landlord and let them know that there was a deficiency when you moved in. Look, I'm looking. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Hey, I live in East Van. Uh, I have, I'm currently looking at, uh, let's see in my closet here. Yeah, there's like five button up plaids in there for sure. Yeah, well, I've got a, an excess of winter jackets. So it's a, <laughs> that's, that's where you get when you, when you start going East, it's better, better plaid than, than a lot of winter, I'd say. I, uh, I found them actually. Uh, oh, perfect. Maria yeah. just moved them into a different closet. But yeah, they're definitely there. I don't know that I have three to leave, so we might just leave them there to leave for the next person coming in. But yeah, I didn't know that. That's great. I, well, we yeah. wouldn't have done that. So now we would have gotten fined for sure. So thanks for the tip there. Um, Is there craft beer in the fridge? No, I drank it. Um, okay. The, I will notice, though, a distinct culture change. And I, Ben, you've lived in multiple places. Like, I guess that's a, just a thing you got to deal with. Like, you move somewhere, and it's like... People are a little bit different, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm Grant calls me the big easy because I just adapt. I, I roll with whatever I wherever I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do have to deal with different things in every place. So like Toronto, it's a lot more a lot more busy. Make sure that you're you're keeping up with everybody everything when you're in Toronto. You go in Vancouver, it's a little more laid back. Calgary is sort of in between the two of those, um, colder. So you have to bundle up. <laughs> yeah, um, like that is so true. Cause like we walk down to the beach and there's a lot of beaches by the way here. So Josh, you'll maybe appreciate this. Walk down to the beach and you just walk around and it's, it's kind of quiet. Like it's not loud, which I know maybe doesn't make a lot of sense when I just say it, but it's like, noticeably different than walking down at Ashbridge's Bay where you're walking on the boardwalk there. And it's like, just loud. People are talking. Somebody's doing something. Somebody's playing music over there here. It's just like, there's hundreds of people, but it's very quiet. Just like this. We right like now. the outdoors. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. I mean, I, people like I, it. I've, I've never, I've never lived in Toronto, so I can't speak for that. I've obviously been there a bunch of times. Um, and the thing that I notice about Toronto is there's like way more nightlife in Toronto. And whereas in Vancouver, half of the people are going to bed early cause they're getting up at 6am to go for a hike or go for a bike ride or go for whatever. Whereas in Toronto, it's way more like whatever, like who cares what we're doing tomorrow? It's probably gonna be cold and whatever. So we'll just sleep in. Um, and there's no mountains to climb or 
oceans to swim in. So what am I going to do with myself? Absolutely. Um, like we're walking around at 10 PM just out and it's like, it's dead. There's nobody yeah. around. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like, is it 2 AM? Like, no, it, it's like t- people are going to bed early and I'm, I'm the night owl, like gamer lifestyle. Like yes, guy gaming subscribe, by the way, um, l- late doing all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, totally different, man. I don't know whether I like it or not. Anyway, we talked a lot about the differences and stuff between that. Josh, I mean, your topic about rehashing an old question, like, can we can we chirp that a little bit? Like, just to keep things sharp, like asking a question. I don't think we settled guest. the issue, Garrett. We didn't settle the issue and I wanted a new perspective. OK, we we is there a single issue on this show that we have settled? No, not a single no one. We don't even offer solutions like, gosh, what are we even doing? Well, just, just complaining. I think, I mean, this is how the show goes. Like we get to a point <laughs> where we're just part. like, what are we even doing here? And that's usually how the show kind of grinds to a halt. Just complain a lot and put it on the internet. Anything you guys want to talk about? Yeah. It's just all about airing your grievances. I mean, I could go on about, uh, about volleyball Canada stuff, but we don't want to. Wait, uh, wait, I do have something to say about volleyball Canada. I do have something to say about volleyball well, Canada. Hey, let's I be cautious decided. here about our employers. Just saying we gotta be, we gotta be sensitive. I know. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, so, uh, I, uh, so I went with Logan and Gabe and then the McNamara's to the King of the court stuff, uh, over in Hamburg and Utrecht. And I got to talk to a lot of people. Okay. And what I learned is that the federation model we have in Canada is the worst possible one we could have in the world. And the reason I say that is on one end of the spectrum, you have like the federation, like the Dutch federation, where if you're on the national Dutch team, they pay for all your hotels and accommodations for every tournament you want to enter. And, uh, you get to keep your prize money. Are you serious? Uh, yes. Those, those Dutch, ah, oh, man. Well, you know, there's only two things that but, I hate on this, in this world. <laughs> <laughs> people intolerant of other people's culture. Um, <laughs> so but with that one, you can't get your own sponsors. The Dutch Federation gets all their own sponsors. Okay. The other model that I learned of is the Latvian Volleyball Federation model. And that is, there is really no Latvian Beach Volleyball Federation. They don't have a coach. They don't have a program. But you can go get any sponsor you want, including direct competitors of Latvian Indoor Volleyball and including direct competitors of the Latvian Olympic Committee. So I'm talking to uh, Smoilovs and he's like, yeah, when I know that some bank is sponsoring the Latvian Olympic Committee, I go to the next bank and I'm like, hey, do you want to sponsor us? And so what we have is we have no support for athletes. Well, sorry, I didn't say no. Very little support for athletes and no support as far as like plane tickets and hotels. And we don't let them get their own sponsors if there's competing sponsors through Volleyball Canada or the Canadian Olympic Federation or like Olympic Committee. So we have this thing where they can't really go out there and get their own sponsors unless they're going to find ones that have nothing to do with really volleyball, which are out there, but they're hard to do. And we don't then provide them money to do what they need to do and go places and play tournaments and, and stay in hotels and do these things. And so we're stuck in this like middle land of nothing. And I did not think my brain was going to go there. I was always like, we need to do more. We need to do all this stuff. And I came home and I was like, maybe we just need to dissolve it. Yeah, you're fired, Josh. You're absolutely whoa, fired. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Like, forget everything <laughs> no, you've Josh, ever done. No, Josh, here's the thing. You could still be a coach of one of uh, one, two, five teams that are out there getting their own clothing sponsors and their own sunglass sponsors and their own bank sponsors and their own gaming, like like gambling site sponsors and getting sponsored by Yes Guy Gaming and whatever. Hey, no, they, there's no money in do. that budget. That is, oh, sorry. sorry. Barking up the wrong tree there. It's an interesting um, you bring up sponsors, so, though, because we've had the conversation about sponsors on the show before. And are you rehashing a, a subject here, Garrett? Are you absolutely? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just following your lead. I thought this is what we were doing. I mean, uh, pretty average. We. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is average. Yes, it is. <laughs> Anyways, we, we've talked about sponsors before on the show, and kind of how it's in some ways, unless you can, re- unless you're really bringing in a ton of eyeballs, it's not. It's a drop in the bucket, kind of, for the expenses that you're going to have, especially if you're not 
doing well. Like if you're struggling, um, maybe Ben, you can shed some more light on this, but when I played the expenses for me, and maybe this is an exaggeration, but to play a full season were 40 to 50 grand. Now, if you made a bunch of great prize money, then you obviously cut into that. Any sponsors, your carding helps with that, but the sponsorship and I was, you know, never a top in the world. So it was tough for us, but the max we ever gotten sponsors was a couple thousand dollars. Um, and so it was like tough to really compare that to the huge expenses we're going to have to incur. So I know it's like, yeah, if there was a way to get more money, it gets more players out there. Our federation does better, but with nothing, then there's zero dollars. And now you're getting sponsors in a market in Canada where nobody cares about what you're doing in some ways. But if there's no federation, it doesn't matter who sponsors you. So you can get sponsored by like CD payday loan company, weed companies, yeah. Dave's marijuana emporium. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if you don't have a federation where you have to like clear stuff through there, it opens up a huge window of like where to get sponsors from. Like, could, so you're going to go like, get sponsored by like a porn Canada. site and plaster that sure. on your shorts and put the Canada sure. flag right next to it. That's, that's probably a tough sell. I would think. But so, not if there's no federation. So I do, I do think um, there is something to to Seymour's idea, but I think it also it goes with being able to play local events, like big big local events. Like the fact that Canada doesn't have a tour as well hurts us for getting sponsors. Where Latvia, they have a good Latvian tour. They have the CEV that they can play. They have Euro Championships. They're seen everywhere, locally. Whereas for us, we're never seen in Canada. Um, I mean, AVP has a very similar model that they're not really like the USA. I mean, they're, they have it pretty good as well. They're where they USAB pays them a stipend and everything for all the, the top teams. And they get to do sponsors and the local tournament, like the US system, I, I really like. But um, uh, yeah, like for us, we don't have a local tour. We don't, the, the most local we can play is Clivers, but that's not really really um shown anywhere for sponsors to see so it's it's kind of um yeah it is difficult to get sponsors if we're not if we don't have any help um with a local local tour or something like that but what if you're not getting canadian sponsors like what if you're like you're going to sponsors in europe and saying like i'm playing all these european events and whatever like you're you're going to you know, the number one Latvian sponsor is SMS credit. It's like payday loan, text your phone. I'm sure it's some 28% interest. It's like, like for sure preying on poor people, which is extremely unfortunate. And in my opinion, not okay. But, um, they, you know, you, there's all these places out there and, you know, maybe we don't need to look locally for sponsors, but you know, you're kind of hamstrung by this whole, like, now you can't do that. You can do that, but we're, we're not going to give you any money. So, but you mm -hmm. can't get that money. Have you yeah, ever had a big sponsor, Ben? Like, have you ever like gotten a sponsor that's given you a significant support? Um, the biggest I had was uh, what's it called, B two ten or something like that. That they for one one year they helped us out, um, and they is that the is that the sport drink? B two ten. No, that's RE seven. I think you're what's thinking of what's the B two ten. Um, it's it's a company that uh, it's a bunch of investors that are get together to sort of invest in up and coming oh. athletes. So they helped Cam and I for one year and they covered all our, our training costs, like physio costs, all of that stuff. And that was, that was a really, really nice year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. Okay. So yeah, but there was no, never any issues like, like, yeah. I don't know, like, I guess that's kind of a weird example, right? Like, how is that a conflicting sponsor in any way? It sounds just like a bunch of people who put their money together to help you get the job. That one, that one wasn't, which is why we were able to get it. Right. But then we, we finished the year ranked like 11th or something. And they didn't like that. We didn't crack the top 10. So they stopped sponsoring us after that. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of cutthroat as well um, where you have to appease the sponsor and meet their conditions and, if it's results-based conditions, then it's it's much tougher than how much, like, put something on my shorts. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, I talked with my biological father uh, a lot about the, the sponsorship game um, because he did that a lot when they ran the tour and just talk about 
I guess I'm a little bit jaded because he talked about how difficult it was to secure sponsors, even for a series of live events in enough value that made it the deal worthwhile for both sides. Like I just how such a tough game it is. Um, and then maybe that's kind of shaded my perspective on the sponsorship situation. Um, but on the other hand, it's like I, there's some companies who could get into the volleyball community and like everybody would jump on that. Like, some companies, if you're like the, we're the blank of volleyball or beach volleyball in Canada. Like, don't you think that would get a lot of money for that company? I feel like it would. Well, look, look at what, I mean, they're a way bigger market, but like, look what slunks has done in the States. Slunks? Like they've literally slunks the, the, like the short, the short clothing brand. Um, they've basically taken over the AVP and, and they're, they're doing huge business, but I know what you're saying sponsorship games tough. It's so tough. And then it's even tougher when your pool is limited by rules and regulations you have to follow because you, you know, signed whatever contract, because I guarantee you that there's no competing sponsor of a, of a porn site or a payday loan company or an illegal weed operation that volleyball Canada has, but there's no way any of our athletes can get those sponsors. Right, Josh. I feel like you've, you've been informed by some pretty bitter athletes. I don't think you have the full information here, Seymour. I, what you're saying is not wrong. Like we're sponsored by Lulu. That means that Garrett can't be sponsored by Nike. And no, be available I can athlete. because I'm not an athlete but, anymore. But, but so if Nike's like listening, Sharp Cuts is available for a title sponsor. Your source isn't exactly waving the Volleyball Canada banner here, which puts a little bit of a lens on it is what I'll say. So could, could somebody, could one of our athletes be sponsored by a porn site? That's that's tough. That's a tough I don't know. situation. How about gambling? So no, we can't because we we do have to get sponsorships approved by Volleyball Canada. Right. Okay. So if it's like a against the spirit of the game, I, you know, I'll be honest. Like a weed company, which or like porn. Like, can you imagine like a a men's team sponsored by a porn site? They're going out there repping like. It's like, that's just in really bad. T- Would the FIVB even it's step terrible. in at that point? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and you know, I don't actually know. I'll think that was just an extreme. It would be hilarious though. It would be absolutely <laughs> that, hilarious. And for the record, that was an extreme example that you came up with. I know, with that's my record. example. I'm just jumping on That's it. absolutely my but, example. <laughs> but I would love to know, I would love to know, like what, what is the, you know, what is like, and now with sports, like are we missing a big opportunity? Because now the NHL and the NFL and the MLB, they're all jumping on this fan duel. Yeah. 365, MGM. Is Volleyball Canada, like is Volleyball Canada out there talking to sports gambling websites already because if they're not they're they're missing the boat they're falling behind well it sounds like even if they were not sure they could discuss it if there's some irons in the fire there so just to protect josh's uh nd can't confirm or deny these rumors that i'm I'm hearing (laughs) yeah i can't confirm i'm gonna say one of our teams is sponsored by an edible company but it turns out it's it's vegan edible like gummies not uh marijuana so i just wanted to i i thought we were but we're not okay yeah yeah, like I, i if I were making the when decision, I heard though, gummies, I thought it was edibles, but it's not. It's like a herbal thing. So never mind. Like if I'm the FIVB, I don't want somebody playing in shorts with something like that, though. Like I, turn- I, I do know we're not allowed to be sponsored by alcohol. And so I assume that would be along the same. Right. Like same- alcohol, but marijuana, just fine. Like what about a pharmaceutical company getting in there? <laughs> I think that's all of Canada, like tobacco and alcohol. I don't think are like major things. Sponsored right? so- by Viagra. But then I wonder if you were, if you were, if you were like playing for Canada, but you weren't under Volleyball Canada Federation, like, could you then get sponsored by alcohol? No. See, that's how it works, right? Is even if you play for Canada, you need to be like credited or uh, in good standing with your federation per FIVB rules, right? Yeah. So, but I, th- I think that's also an FIVB rule is no alcohol. And, and so I think there's obviously other things along in that, uh, in that realm. That handcuffs you huge. But payday loan text messaging, totally fine. Uh, Just that, for the record. That is a weird one. And like the biggest sponsors of the domestic tour we used to have, all alcohol. All alcohol, 100%. All of them. So that's, so that actually costs a, us, that's a handcuff. That costs us a lot of stuff in Canada, right? That cost us the indie. Um, that cost us like the indie races, like that rule getting changed. We almost lost the really big fireworks we have here every summer cost us our volleyball tour. It, it, the, the no booze thing really put a damper on it. And I don't know about you, but teenage me did not start drinking beer because it was called the Molson Indie Vancouver. 
Just for the record, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, my dad, I'm a child, and my dad's job was to run the Labatt Blue Beach Tour. I'm like a kid at this tour with my dad's job, and that's not why I was starting to drink, was because of that, for sure. Like, no way. Right. I was trying to drink to drown my sorrows from this unsuccessful podcast that we've started that we need more than 16 subscribers. Damn it, Ben. How could you not subscribe to the channel, buddy? Seriously. I think I am subscribed. Okay, then I take back everything <laughs> I, I said. <laughs> I take back everything I said. <laughs> I apologize profusely. Now. now he's going to unsubscribe. Now I mean, I blew it completely. <laughs> Garrett, let's use this show as like a social experiment and put Seymour's thing to the test. Let's see how many like weird sponsors we can get. Let's see if we can get a European bank to sponsor our podcast. There's just something so way off. So you're giving the me the okay. You you won't know unless you ask and how bad it would it be to go down the road of like asking weird sponsors and then find out that there's some weird like clause in the rule book that says like, no, sorry, you can't be sponsored by a casino on a ship uh, attached to an island off the coast of Barbados. Cause that's like in some weird clause in the, yeah, cause they probably offer dog fighting or something really weird that I don't <laughs> want to be a part of. Yeah. So <laughs> accurate. Where are we drawing the line there then Josh, like social experiment? Should we just cast the net wide to our viewers to let us know if you've got some spawn people willing to give some money to sponsor a show, we'll entertain them, but are we going to, we're not going to take everything. I think we, we will listen to any offer yes. and I think we need to like, we need to massage the message, Garrett. Do we have 200 listeners or maybe are we Canada's biggest volleyball podcast? Like we got to really yeah, control no, we what don't we're tell offering anybody the numbers. We're Canada's biggest volleyball podcast, but that's not even kind of true is the tough part about that is. as well. <laughs> <laughs> like is You're it, in the top five of Canada volleyball podcast. Hey, I, I can, can say, say confidence. I can safely say start? I am the world's number one volleyball video game youtube channel i mean that's got to sell something right if we just turn up all the mics you can be canada's loudest volleyball podcast listen (laughs) ben i don't appreciate that nonsense okay (laughs) we're definitely well i'm definitely canada's loudest volleyball podcast host that's for sure that's not even close I i think we've done it i think we've reached uh We've reached it. Somebody send me a hat. I'm, we're for sale, Garrett. I think we're we're open for business. Let's just say that any, any of our listeners, we're open for business. Yeah, I think we've I think we've uh, we've said enough. I think uh, you never you never know what's out there until you ask. That, you never uh, know. that slogan will really uh, pull in the porn. <laughs> we're open for business. Pull in the porn. We're, we're open for business. <laughs> Pornhub.com. Sharp cuts. I don't know how that translates, but we'll find a nice segue. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to appease a lot of people with that. There goes my clean rating on iTunes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The iTunes, the iTunes version of this podcast is going to be four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to wait to not mention the sponsorship until enough where it's worth it. <laughs> Get demonetized. Damn it, you guys. It's a great idea, though. All right. We better end the show, though. I mean... <laughs> We don't have to, but people have stopped listening by now, so we may as well. A hundred percent, they've tuned out. (laughs) Yeah, like nobody's listening anymore. So for the one of you out there who's still listening, hit us up. Send us a text. Hit us up on Instagram. We want to hear from you. Who are you? Because what are you doing? Say I'm still listening. Yeah, like what are you doing, by the way? But also thank you so much. I like how your first one was send us a text because we obviously know this person. It's probably, it's going to be my mom or like somebody we know, like they have our number. We don't need to post our number. They have our number. Yeah. Like I told my mom, like, Hey mom, you know, I do the podcast and it's out. You can listen to it. She's like, Oh no, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah, exactly. So we better shut this off. Or does your mom have 14 burner YouTube accounts and she's 14 or 16 subscribers? Yeah, those 16 subscribers, 15 are me, actually, Josh. And one is Ben Saxton. (laughs) So that's that's kind of sad. Well, I've subscribed since we discovered on the show that I hadn't. So uh, I'm in there now, too. Okay, wow. So three of our subscribers are on the call right now. (laughs) So we really only have 13 subscribers. And probably a few of them might be my burner accounts. So that's... you know what? We better end the show before anyone ego takes a bigger hit than it already has. Is that like 12% of our subscribers are on the show? Stop right it, now? Josh. I told like like, it's too much. It's hurting everybody's feelings. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you both for joining us on the show. I think it was a good time. Hopefully we're still friends and hopefully I'm going to get out in the uh, kid speech scene and not make a fool of myself and get the average chirp. That's the goal. Um, that is the goal. All you need. So thanks for, for joining us and uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you 
next time, I hope. <laughs>